Welcome to the Road Tripping PT Podcast. I'm Tyler, and along with my co-host and wife, Carrie, we are two traveling doctors of physical therapy. What started as an idea to document our travels and the interesting conversations we have with people across the country has turned into this podcast. Join us as we talk all things, including travel therapy, our adventures, and interview strangers turned friends throughout our travel assignments. Welcome to the show. All right, we're live. Welcome to the podcast. What's up? So, for our very first podcast, I am interviewing my wife, Carrie. She is a physical therapist, DPT. She's been traveling for a few years. Here we go. Welcome. I just want to get to know and share what you've been doing. So, how did you begin your career as a physical therapist? I worked as an aide. Um, I had a friend who who was scheduled to work at 7 a.m. on Fridays and didn't want that 7 a.m. shift, so she asked me if I wanted the job. Um, so I started working Friday, 7 to noon, as a therapy aide. Obviously, I slowly gained more hours, but anyways, had no idea what physical therapy was when I started and came to love it. And so I worked as an aide for six years during undergrad. Six yeah, years? Me, I don't think uh, I remember that. It took me a little bit longer to finish my undergrad degree, but, uh, you know, I figured out what I wanted to do, and that's what it was, and, um, If it makes you feel any better, it took me six as well. Yeah. A long time. So it wasn't always your plan. In my was... defense, though, I didn't know initially when I started what I wanted to do, and I changed it multiple times, but luckily I had a job as a therapy aide, and that's what made me realize, like, this is what I want to do. So I had to take... Yeah, never mind. That's another not, story. Not your typical <laughs> adventures no. to becoming a PT. I don't think many people, though, are, like, dead set on being a PT from day one. No, and props to those people who go to school and know exactly what they want to do right away. Because then they're a lot younger when they get started. So, you went to PT school then, you got in, everything went well, I guess, because you're now on PT. Uh, but I knew you a little bit in undergrad and right before we started PT school. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about that. We actually met... In undergrad, mm-hmm. I think the last few months we started dating and we were applying to PT schools and we even, well, I guess I asked you where you were applying and I applied to some of the same, but we got in. We got into a couple together. Yep. And we made the decision, I guess, on our own, but kind of knowing where the other ones were leading, other one was leading to maybe, I guess, but we ended up choosing the same school. And we dated all through PT school. It was going well enough to choose the same school. Yes. And it was kind of nice because our labs and stuff were broken up, so we weren't always together. But we survived PT school and we got married shortly after. Good study partners. So you graduated and you're now traveling. And I know that, obviously, but I wanted to share with everyone else. We've been traveling for a few years together. How did it start? Because I know traveling wasn't our initial goal. And really in PT school, I didn't even think twice about it. At those recruiter job fairs, I think in end of year two or end of year three, recruiters were throwing out numbers. You could make so much money a week. And I always thought it was, you know, like a scam. I didn't think it was a real thing. And I didn't know anyone that did it. It wasn't on my mind. I always wanted to do the typical nine to five. I was just ecstatic that I didn't have to wear a tie for my job. I thought polos and khakis were cool, which isn't... <laughs> aren't that cool depending on you know your fashion but so anyways you you finished and 
What happened? Because I know travel therapy wasn't well, actually, a Actually, in school, I remember recruiters calling us, and I remember them trying to get us to go to Texas. And the only reason we really said no at first was because we were, we were getting married in October in California. And we're like, no, we can't leave because we have to be home for our wedding. But anyways, it ended up working out that you got offered a job back at home from one of your clinical rotations, and I was in a pediatric clinical rotation for my last one, and it happens to be... Um, through California Children's Services that has locations all up and down California, and they referred me to the clinic back home who was happened to be hiring, and it was perfect. And then got offered the job, so we both got offered a job back at home, which is where we were gonna we needed to be to you know for our wedding in the in the next few months, and so it worked out. We both got the settings we wanted, and a location that was that worked out, and. Yeah, you had so. pediatrics, and I got an outpatient job, and it was one of my clinical rotations, and yours, although it was a different location, it was, location, it was, it was a clinical yeah. rotation you had, but yes. different location. Yeah. But we were... So it was a, through, the, through the same company, through the same California program, but just at a different location. And it was only, I mean, I say only, but it was about an hour commute, I think, both ways? Yeah, and we were, I mean, we worked relatively close to each other in the same town, so we commuted back and forth together most days. Yeah, so that made it out. easier. Um, Lived at home with your parents for a while, saved some money. <laughs> I was going to say, we got to share that. <laughs> we weren't planning on it being as long as it was at first, but then once a year hit, we were like, okay. We had a plan, though. We, we were saving. We were, we were yes, trying to we figure were saving, it out. we were saving, yeah, trying to figure it out. And, yeah. So we were, uh, we were working. And we were doing that, and actually, everything everything was good. We actually were... We started looking at houses in the area. Yeah. Because we were like, okay, we need to move on from here. But everything was just so expensive, and it's like we couldn't get what we wanted in, I guess, what we call it. What we consider a good neighborhood. Nice, neighbor, Everyone neighborhood. judges that based on their own. But what we thought, the town we were working in isn't like the best town. Like the one my parents in, we thought was somewhat nicer. No, but the town we work in is like on... California's list of like biggest crime areas like yeah. it's wasn't it's the best not the best but housing was still expensive and it wasn't even just housing I remember about you know six months in when the student loans started to come in and you looked at how much it was going to be we were you were on like the 10-year loan forgiveness plan because of your uh, you qualified forgiveness yeah yeah and then I was on just regular income driven and that's I mean what you make as a starting PT was good in California and we were saving by living with my parents, but it was still too much to pay on that 10 year plan. The regular 10 year plan. Going on walks at night, trying to like figure it out in our head. And we're like, Oh my gosh, like this is going to take us so long. Like we, we finance was never like our big plan because we're obviously focused on school. But once you get out and we're making the money and you're looking at, okay, well eventually we want to have a family and we want to own a house and you want to do all the normal quote, normal things that you look at, from your parents' lifestyle, it just didn't seem... Feasible. Yeah. It seemed like tough. And how are you going to manage all that? And I don't want to have debt till I'm 60. And so that is kind of where I think travel therapy started to come into play. Yeah. So tell me about uh, your coworker. Because it was you who started to really hear more about it than I did. Um, I, yeah. I had a coworker who was a PTA. And actually, when I first started there working, she was working there as a traveler. And she'd been there for a few months. And I remember when she first told me about it, she's like, yeah, I've worked in Arkansas and, you know, all these different places and at a children's hospital and um, 
pediatrics is my dream setting, but I had always, I had tried for so long to get into like a children's hospital or a Shriners hospital. And even through school as a student, like I was never able to. So hearing her say all this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And she just talked about all the different states that she had lived in and um, all the different pediatric settings she had lived in. And I remember, or worked in, sorry. And I remember her teaching me different things as a PTA teaching a PT and I remember asking her like where did you learn this or you know and it seemed like all the things she learned came from a different area and she was saying that's why she liked travel so much because she worked in so many different settings and learned so many different approaches to things and she was just like a box of knowledge and I remember even to this day I feel like I learned I've learned so much from her and um anyway so I just travel would come up and I'd kind of pick her brain about it and we never really were serious about it until we went to dinner with a couple of our friends and we were telling them about it and I remember them saying like if we had that opportunity we we wouldn't hesitate like we would jump at the chance to be able to travel the world together or travel the United States together. Well I wanted to say real quick it helped too because that PTA was very grounded like she seemed like a really like well-educated, well-rounded yes. person who was giving you good information. It wasn't like she was trying to sell you on it. And on she travel, actually yeah. kind of settled down, didn't she, at your job? So she ended up staying at that job as a permanent employee. So she um, she extended, I think, for a full year. And then once her year hit, she um, transitioned to a permanent employee. But no, it was never like she was trying to sell me on travel or get the referral bonus or anything like that. It was always just her... It always came up as like when I was asking like where did she learn that or if she was giving me an example of a patient, it was always, you know, from working at this place or working at this place and then and then it would lead into to travel. You're right though. I think we had heard all that and it was great news and we really considered we were starting to consider it. But you're right, we went to dinner with Chanel and Andrew and um, what they do for a living isn't really able to do what we're doing with travel. And so I remember going and we were having some drinks with them, just talking, and they actually had family members in Alaska. And I think at that time, had we heard about that job yet? We must have heard something about there's always travel jobs in Alaska or something, because I remember that came up saying like, well, we could we could move there and work if we wanted to or something. And they were like... Like why? Like why? Literally, why haven't you done that? Why haven't you done that? Yeah. yeah. They're like, if we could do that, we would do it like yesterday. And I remember so. driving home that night and we were like... We're doing this. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, why are we passing on this opportunity? Yeah. You make more money. And and we, I think the thing we said was, what's the worst that happens? We go to Alaska, because that's the contract we were looking at. And if we hate it, we come back. Yeah. We do one and come back. Because yeah. both of our jobs, at that point, we knew really enjoyed working with us, and we liked working with them, and we could come back. Um, right. As for that contract... Um, I think that was when we started talking to recruiters and figuring out, yeah, and that, that was actually is when we reached, we started reaching out to recruiters because we were kind of in almost like a limbo, like what do we do? Like we do, we are not finding a place we want to live financially. We're not really happy with where we're at, so like let's just see what happens. So I, I would love to talk about all the jobs, but that'll be for another time. So now we've been traveling for. Is it, has it been three years? Uh, three years, November 1st. We started our first travel contract November 1st. So we're about like 20-something days shy of our three-year anniversary for travel. Yeah. Honestly, we never thought, because our first contract was seven months in Alaska, and we told ourselves, if it doesn't go well, we'll come back, we'll live with our parents and yeah, save maybe up. Maybe we'll stay in Alaska for a while. 
And it we didn't went, really know. Yeah, yeah, we had no idea, but it went so well. Obviously, we're still traveling. It's been three years. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing I wanted to talk about with you, I've been a little more open. I started with outpatient. I still like outpatient, but now I've done some inpatient and skilled nursing. And actually, I really enjoy those settings as well. But you are, you do them all, but I know you're diehard pediatrics. Like you will do peds until the day you retire. You love it so much. And I can see you smiling now. So I wanted to tell people, I think when you think about travel, especially pairs, you gotta be flexible, whether it's pay, location, or your job. And we've talked about that before, but you've done a lot of peds. You've yeah. done a lot. So I wanted you to share, you know, what we do to find you those jobs, how we make it work and, and how many of the assignments have been peds. Yeah, PEDS is my preferred setting, definitely. Um, I Going into PT school before, you know, I knew PEDS is what I wanted to do. That was also one hard thing about going into travel, and a lot of questions I had from my recruiters was, you know, are there pediatric jobs out there? Of course, they all, they all tell you yes, but... I think we there expected are... there weren't as many, though, because yes. that's a very specific yes, it is. job. Yes, job. So... Basically, when you talk to your recruiters, they usually ask you what's your preferred setting or have you rank them. And obviously, I always say pediatrics is my number one. And I always, anytime I talk to a recruiter, I always make sure to mention like if a pediatric job comes by, you know, you know, you know, please consider me for the job or you know something along those lines. But uh, Alaska worked out because it again was pediatrics for me, and you had outpatient, and you yeah, also got was... to do aquatic therapy. So just to share, that's why we started travel. We got. A the two pitch settings. from a recruiter who said, "Hey, we got seven month job, so it seemed like a permanent six, month and we extended, six and we extended a month." And they said, "Tyler, you can do outpatient peds, or I'm sorry, outpatient therapy with aquatic and land." And Carrie, you get guaranteed forty hours of peds along with hippotherapy incorporated yeah. into the pediatrics. So it was like went from one ideal job to the next. But anyways, when we were in Alaska, someone applied for the permanent position while I was there. And so they said, you can either take the permanent position or, you know, we'll, we'll take this person that applied. And although we loved Alaska and we didn't want to leave, we're like, you know what, let's just try this travel thing and let's, you know, let's keep going. Let's see what happens. And another pediatric job came up in Shreveport, Louisiana in the middle of the summer. But um, it was another, it was outpatient peds, but it also had a, a NICU follow-up clinic which I was dying to get into any type of NICU hospital type setting. So we jumped at that situation. Unfortunately, there was an outpatient for Tyler, and that's where he had his first experience with skilled nursing. But And that was a tough, that was a tough sniff. Yeah, not only did he have an hour commute to his job. It was a, it was a heavy documentation skilled nursing. Yes. Because some vary. Yeah. But that was one. Yeah. So, um, so that one was, so my first two were pediatrics, and then... Um, we really wanted to go home for the holidays because we'd missed the holidays the year before. We were in Alaska and we we're like, no, we're going to be home for the holidays this year. And I actually almost had the opportunity to go back to my initial permanent position as a traveler. And that's what it was set up to do. So we were going to go home for the holidays. I was going to go back to my old job. And then um, something happened with the financial part of it. And they had to, to cut out. Uh, they had a traveler that actually ended up extending, so they couldn't take a second, and I ended up taking an inpatient position, which was fine. But then once that assignment was over, we headed to Mass, and I had another outpatient pediatric position. So they're out there, and I think it you just have to make sure you let your recruiter know that like this is your top choice, and 
if you're going to be super specific on a setting, you basically have to be willing to go to any location or any state. That's what I wanted to touch on real quick yeah. because we we were really picky about carrying pediatrics because we knew in travel, unless you have experience, that one's going to be tougher. Like an inpa- a general inpatient job, they're out there. If you want a skilled nursing or home health, there's a ton. If you want outpatient, there's actually been quite a few but it's been harder as a pair to be very picky and say peds and outpatient. So I've been a little more flexible because I wanted to get some other settings. And plus, it makes you more marketable as a traveler. Mm-hmm. But we knew we wanted to get you a solid couple years of peds because I feel like I could vary settings, but we know you want peds long term mm-hmm. for your career. So we really focused on carry at that time. But like she said, we were still getting pretty good paying jobs and most travel jobs were good paying and they were much better than our permanent jobs at the time but we said just pick a state i mean obviously we went from california to alaska we we drove down with our dads coming with us 5000 miles to louisiana just for that job in the summer and the humidity was a little warm terrible um but then back to california and then back to mass so literally we were driving all over the country for pediatrics basically for peds and then California, obviously, to visit family. Mm-hmm. So we really um, made ourselves available looking for pay and setting and left the states open. And that was our goal with travel. We weren't as concerned, I would say, about pay at that time because we just wanted to travel and we were starting to get excited about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're currently at assignment seven and four of my seven have been pediatrics. And, and some of those have not been your typical, most jobs for those who don't know are about 13 weeks. And yeah. you, as long as they still need someone, yeah. you have the option to extend if they like working with you. Right. So I think, I mean, those, that hasn't been half your time though. It's been more than half. I right. Think. Alaska, like we said, was seven months. Uh, when we went to Shreveport, it was only three months and that's because we wanted to go home for the holidays, but they did offer me the option to extend. Massachusetts, we were there five or six months. And then I was able to do a Shriners Hospital for children, um, and that one was three months, only because they overbooked the amount of therapists that they thought they needed and were didn't have the caseload to fill the therapists they had. And so uh, a good a good chunk of my time as a traveler has been spent in pediatrics. So. It's been very doable. Yeah. And it's uh, been nice because, you know, the same thing like the PTA said that I worked with. Um, I've not only done outpatient pediatrics, but I had the opportunity to do inpatient rehab, uh, incorporate hippotherapy into my treatments, as well as the NICU follow-up clinic. So I'm getting my hands in, you know, multiple settings and seeing different treatment approaches. And I think it's really expanding my skill set in the pediatric setting, which is what I love. And the few jobs in between that you haven't had, I think you said... One was inpatient. That was a California one, mm-hmm. which was almost peas, and this ended up being inpatient. Mm-hmm. And then and this I had one. A, this is my first skilled nursing facility, but I also did a transitional care, which is kind of in between skilled nursing and hospital. So, I mean. And your next job coming up. It's going to be inpatient. Yeah. So it's been a little both, but at least out of between working your first year as a pediatric therapist and then the travel, you have almost three whole years right as a pediatric therapist right and now we we've kind of looking ahead we've said our goal following the california job is to get me back into a pediatric position yeah if we can we basically you're gonna have taken off nine months for a sniff in maine 
and then another potentially three, three maybe a, maybe longer yeah. as an inpatient, and then we're gonna go right back to it because we want to keep you fresh right. in it. And this job actually is working out for me because I'm getting back into outpatient, right. so it's kind of worked out. I wanted to say though, being a specialty like that, we're trying to make sure you stay in it because a lot of places right. look for you to be active. Like that's with a big that. thing when they when um, recruiters talk to you and want to submit you to the job. Most of them, when it's pediatrics, they want so many years of experience. And I've had recruiters tell me that other candidates have been submitted to jobs, but their pediatric experience was from so long ago that they wanted people with more uh, relevant or more recent pediatric experience. So. And I wanted to touch on two things about the Houston job. We went there. We were so set on trying to make sure you got what you needed for pediatrics. And I'm not saying we don't take mine serious, but we knew I can do outpatient Well, this was anywhere. also too, my recruiter knew that I had been trying since PT school to even get, I even tried in PT, PT school just to get observation hours in at a children's hospital or a Shriners hospital. And it's like, no, it's reserved for these students or no, it's already reserved. I couldn't get any rotations in that setting. So my recruiter knew I was no. dying to get into that type of setting. And so when the Shriners hospital job opened up, she sent a text message. And before I even had a chance to read it, Tyler saw it, knew that I was dying to get into that um, type of area. And he told her to submit me before, you know, because. And for that job, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. For you, when you pursued that job, I remember your recruiter telling you, you know, there's a few applicants, but somehow she was, I don't know if it was within the same company. She knew that you had one of, if not the most experienced recently as a peach therapist. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to touch bases on was what you just said. It's really important to continue to stay in that specific therapy domain and have that experience because you beat out someone for that job because they interviewed Carrie as well as someone else and they gave you the job because of your experience. Correct. Yeah. And uh, because my experience was more recent. Yeah. Like someone had had more years of therapy than I did, but because my experience was more recent and maybe the interview went better, I don't know, but I know for sure that they said my peds experience was more recent, that that's likely why I was offered the position. Now the only so. downside to But we that. took that job without Tyler having a job <laughs> no, that was because I only... wanted that job so bad. And, and I think not only did we do that though, but every contract, you know, maybe one didn't go quite as planned, but we're we're very chill with our contracts. We go, we know some aren't ideal. Even the Louisiana one, which was a little rough commuting and being my first skilled nursing, we're seeing new places. Every other weekend, we're somewhere new. We're visiting places. You're making decent money. We're paying more to our loans. And throughout that, it'd been pretty smooth. And we said, okay, jobs always come up. We always find two. It's submit Carrie. Tests. It's huge. Yeah. It's like, it's, we'll find something. We're going to get something. It's come on. So we submitted Carrie. She got the job. We were like, look, we'll find something for me. She took it. And we kind of knew financially would be okay, but the plan was always for me to work. Nothing came Nothing up. Nothing came up. <laughs> <laughs> Not or a single job. Or something would come up, and Tyler's license hadn't been posted yet, so they wouldn't even offer him a position. And then his license got posted later that day, but the job had already been filled. Yeah. And so then they every, were just going so quick. So the last thing I want to touch on um, bef you know, before we wrap it up today is when you're looking for something that specific, if you are traveling for a pair, it's good to have a backup. And I don't want to get into the whole PRN work because there are some tax things that I've learned along the way from our you know, the guy we follow, Travel Tax. But what I want to say was, 
what we do to kind of keep ourselves, you know, safe is we always stay in contact with past jobs. You know, we try and do a good job as travelers and that's really important. And my very first job as an outpatient therapist, I still talk to my old boss, John, he all the time. He calls regularly like, hey, when are you coming back? Yeah. Like, we check in yeah. and, and uh, he always has work. There's always work because the place we're from in California is just a place where a lot of healthcare providers are needed. So I was fortunate enough after taking four or five weeks off, I sent him a text and just kind of touch bases and Carrie and I agreed it'd be best if I went home. So I actually made two separate flights home, one for like three weeks and one for two weeks and I was able to work there. So, you know, it is challenging to stick to a specific setting, but we've, we managed to find a way and that's kind of what travel therapy is about. Mm -hmm. You know, not every setting's perfect, but just making it work and uh, figuring out what's going to work for your situation. So it, it was, it was good. It was a good experience. And we actually, agree, I think after that, though, we agreed we don't want to submit less or two jobs because it was tough. Right. Being away. However, when I see one pop up and there's only one, I'm like, oh, well, we can make it work. But it, it was definitely tough. But I think if you're flexible, um, you know, you can always make it, find a way to make it work. Well, I definitely want to talk in the future about travel therapy and loan repayment and everything, but I think that's pretty good. We want just to let you guys know if you're searching for a you know, specific niche in therapy, especially traveling, it's possible. Just gotta be flexible. And like we said, for us, we found if you're flexible with location, you can really find those jobs. Um, it's worked out really well for you getting the pediatrics. Yep, So and hopefully I'll get another one soon. Soon, a few months. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for checking out the Road Tripping PT Podcast. If you want to follow along with our adventures, learn more about travel therapy, or just get in touch, you can find us on Instagram or on our Facebook page at Road Tripping PT. Hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next time.